0: Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Well, check off your to-do list at Macy's. I mean, I love weddings. Don't you love weddings? I love going to a wedding. But you have to be really careful with how you get dressed for a wedding because, all right, we all know you're not supposed to wear white, right? You can't wear white unless they tell you to wear white. And you really don't want to wear black because if you wear black, unless they tell you to wear black, then it feels like... You're going to a funeral, maybe, or you're depressed. About, anyway, you know what I'm saying. You have to be really careful about what you're going to wear to a wedding. So pulling together the perfect wedding look, not that easy. But when you go to Macy's, they've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, and jewelry. By the way, even skincare and makeup. So you can pull together a look for any dress code. I love one-stop shopping, and Macy's has it all. They've got your glow-up covered. So fabulous. All the things you need, all in one spot. Check out Macy's Wedding Shop to help you get celebration ready at Macy's.com slash wedding shop. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. This episode of Heather Dubrow's World is brought to you by Hyundai. Check out the new 2022 Tucson at Hyundai.com. This is Heather Dubrow's world, and now you can live in it two times a week right here on Podcast One. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, um, I have so much to talk about, and I'm so like, I'm like doing 12 things at the same time. We're in pre-production for seven years, Stitch. I've got another show I'm working on that I'm going to announce shortly, Um, and helping the kids with all their stuff. My gosh, Nikki and Max are done with school. They are officially seniors in high school cannot believe that. So now all of a sudden it was like three days of, yay, we're done with school for the year and da-da-da-da, we are seniors. And then all of a sudden they looked at me like, oh my God, this is like the biggest summer of my life. Because now they have so much stuff, they're both doing separate things. I think I told you guys that Nikki's doing this, um, this really cool uh, foundation he's starting that he came up with. And it's just, it's really, I'm so impressed with him and, and what he's doing with that. So, more on that later. And then Max is writing a book and all the stuff. So, they have all this stuff going on, but it's all about the college essays. That's the summer. And, and they, as ACTs and the whole, oh, it's so much. And I feel so bad for them and whatever. Um, So, that, and then today, was the last day of school for Cat and Coco. So they only had a half a day and they both went to um, Knott's Berry Farm with their friends. So I didn't have to pick up, which was like, yay for me. I didn't have to drive there and back. Love that. And they're both having sleepovers. And then Terry's in LA. So it's actually just me and the twins tonight, which is rare and weird and kind of fun. Good. Anyway, so that's what's sort of going on now. Um, Okay. Oh, I promised to tell you guys about Victoria's wedding. Oh my gosh. I mean, just so, what What a perfect wedding. You know, of course, you know, she was showing me pictures of things and ideas for the wedding and everything in the year leading up to the actual event. And you know, I love parties and I love design and it's so cool to see how it comes together. And it reminded me what parts of a party and a wedding are really important and what aren't and my my general feeling is this when you're throwing a party a wed- especially a wedding but like honestly any party you have to put the money where it's important to you Um, I know for Victoria, I remember saying, you know, what are you going to do in the church? Are you going to do flowers? She's like, you know what? I'm not. She's like, the church is, she got married at the mission in San Juan Capistrano. She's like, it's a very ornate. It's a lot. And I think it just speaks for itself. And she was right. It was, it was so gorgeous. It really, it didn't need any embellishments. It really didn't need flowers or anything like that. Um, anyway, so whole family was going, Nikki missed the uh, ceremony because the tennis team was in the CAF championships, sadly lost by two points, crushing, Um, but they played well and it was a great experience. So I was happy about that. But anyway, he missed the ceremony. So uh, we went with, it was me and Terry, Max was already there because she was in the wedding party. It was me and Terry and Kat and Coco and Lainey, uh, Max's best friend because she was a guest at the wedding also. So we all went together And we got down to the church and it was, I mean, amazing. So what's so crazy is Victoria has been with us for, I think, eight years, right? And she's got four brothers and sisters. uh, And I know a couple of her siblings, but I had not met some of them and I'd never met her parents and they had moved to Texas a few years ago. And so I know what they look like, but I'd never met them before and when i walked into the church and saw her parents we all looked at each other and just hugged and like i that i immediately started crying i'm going to cry probably 12 times telling you this whole story i immediately started crying Oh, her mom looks so beautiful. and it's so cute. Like her parents are just so different. Her mom is from Jordan, and she's like small and dark, so elegant. And her dad is like Nordic. He's six, three and blonde, and this big dude. And it's just they're so cute. And they've been together forever, and they've got five kids and and all the kids were there. And it was just it was amazing. It was just so amazing. anyway, so, We took our seats and the actual service started and everyone walked down the aisle. I was literally bawling my eyes out from the moment the bridesmaids started walking down and seeing Max and Danielle and I was just dying. And then, uh, so Victoria comes out from the back and her dad was like in the back waiting for her. And so we, you could see them see each other and he just lost it. Oh my God. And you know, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I'm at a wedding, I always, my mind goes to my kids and what we're going to be like and seeing my kids get married, you know, and hoping they'll find, you know, partners that they love and you Know just watching that moment, oh my god, it was so sweet! So I'm ugly crying at this point. And then, you know, Victoria and her dress fit perfectly, by the way, it looked amazing. Um, she had a total Pippa Middleton bot, I mean, go- perfection, like just perfect. And so then they went up there and he, you know, gave Victoria to Eric, and then the ceremony started, and it was so cute. And so the priest. Uh, was telling the story about how the first thing he did was he told the story about how his first week there at the mission, there was a girl standing outside asking, she said she wanted to get married there. He had just, you know, been transferred there. He didn't know anything about the church. He didn't know where anything was or anything. And it was Victoria. And so that was like his first week. And it was really cute. And he told this funny story. And um, some of Victoria's cousins did readings and there was someone singing, and it was just really, really beautiful. And then, of course, as always happens in a wedding, something goes wrong. And so, it's, Eric's middle name is Anthony. And so, you know, when you're getting married, a lot of times they use your full name, right? So, they were calling Eric. First, they called him Eric Anthony, and then he started calling him Anthony, and then by the end of the ceremony, he was calling him Mark Anthony, and so we were all cracking up, like, oh, maybe he'll sing at the reception. This will be perfect, Um, but it was funny, and uh, all right, so, so that was that, and they kissed, and it was beautiful, and they went down the aisle, and it was just great, and everyone was clapping, and super cool. So then we went over to where the reception was. She had the reception in this very cool, a lot of people were asking, I'll post more pictures, but a lot of people were asking about the venue because it was really stunning. It's called the Casino in San Juan Capistrano. I don't know if it actually used to be a casino or what the story is, but it's just this really cool kind of octagonal shaped ballroom with a vaulted ceiling. And it's the space just in and of itself is so cool. You really don't have to do that much to it. But she did a lot of like greens and white flowers and um, little chandeliers hanging down. And and I, I want to tell you something, like she was on a budget and the way she made this place look was magical. It was just so, it was simple, but it was really, really beautiful. And where she had the name cards outside and and all that kind of stuff. It was just Absolutely perfect. So we went to the cocktail hour and Eric and Victoria went and took pictures and then they showed up and they had drinks and hung out. And then it was funny because I, you know, she doesn't like being the center of attention. So I wasn't sure they were going to do the big, you know, so-and-so here is Mr. And Mrs. Thing as they, and introducing, but they did, they did the parents walking out and the whole bridal party. And they did like a lot of, um, uh, ethnic music and dancing and sounds and put her on a chair. And there was a big drum that everyone was playing, this big drum. She had told me, someone always brings brings the big drum. Um, And it was just fun. I mean, you know, I'm Jewish, so we do like the Hava Nagila and, and, you know, all that stuff. So I loved it. It was fun. It was like very, very joyous. And the party was great. They had this terrific DJ and they, played, you know, uh, part Arabic music and part Western music, and there was just a lot of beautiful, fun dancing. And Coco ended up sitting at the table where the bridesmaids were and all, she sat part with us, part with them. Nikki came and he brought his girlfriend Charlotte with him. and, And then, you know, we were all dancing together. And I just love that. You know, we had one of those kind of fun TV moments, I call them, where it doesn't, When it happens in a movie or on TV, you're always like, "Oh, that never happens." But sometimes in life, it does. Where we were all on the dance floor and, like, you know, played a song that we all love, and the whole family was dancing together. It was awesome, and you know, it was it was just amazing to see. You know, Victoria was so happy and really enjoying herself. I think that's one of the pitfalls of weddings is that, you know, a lot of times when you're throwing the party or it's your wedding. It's hard to remember to be present, but I think that is also the best advice I could give to a bride is just be present, enjoy it because it goes by so fast that you really, you don't want to suffer the little things and what goes wrong or whatever. You just want to be present and enjoy it and laugh and dance. And it was just great. I mean, we, it was a long party. I mean, we got home late. I mean, we'd left the house at like two 15, because the ceremony was at three. I don't think we got home till, I mean, almost midnight. It was crazy, but it was so, so fun. It was great. So congratulations to Victoria and Eric. Love you both so much. So happy for you. Now they're on their honeymoon in Cabo. So hope they're having a great time. Um, and then that sort of kicked off the holiday weekend because we had the engagement, pro- engagement dinner we did Thursday. I think I told you guys yesterday for David and Sonia. And then Friday we had the wedding. Um Saturday was pretty chill but we ended up going to which I took uh, Coco to dinner at Nobu she loved and Cat took Coco and Cat to Nobu um Terry was a little edgy I'm not going to lie that trend continued he's better now by the way I don't know what his damage was but let's I mean I hope he's better he just left to go to LA. so we'll see Um but anyway so we're sitting at Nobu I love the food at Nobu oh my gosh I just love it. It's so fresh and good and everything. Anyway, so we're sitting there and we're having dinner and I look over and at the table next to me is this really beautiful group of like 30 something year old people all together and they're couples, whatever. And one of the girls has this gorgeous purse and it's on the floor. Okay. I know we've probably talked about this before, but I have to just tell you purse on the floor. First of all, If you believe in this, it's bad luck. They say the money runs out, but forget about that for a second. It's dirty. You can ruin the bottom of your purse and it's, but did I mention it was dirty? And so here's my thing. I think we need to get back. Some restaurants have this in in the States, but this is like mostly a European thing. They have these little stools that they'll bring you for your purse, It's so nice and it's so easy and it's just nice to have that little place to put your purse down. I don't know. We need to start this as a trend. Restaurant people out there, please get little stools. That's what we need. This is Heather Dubrow's World. Doing good is good, but doing amazing, that is next level. Total wireless helps you stay connected and turns your experiences from good to amazing with the connectivity. Total Wireless offers through incredible devices and services, amazing network strength and speed and savings. So do amazing with Total Wireless because when you move to Total Wireless, you can get an unlimited plan with incredible devices. Now with nationwide 5G available in 2,700 plus cities, capable device and SIM required. Get our best deal ever with an unlimited talk, text, and data plan purchase $25 per month per line for four lines with 100 gigs of shared high-speed data and then 2G with no contract, which can save you up to about $1,200 when compared to comparable four-line postpaid plans from the leading carrier. All of this on America's largest and most dependable network. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Visit TotalWireless.com slash coverage slash check for more detailed coverage info. Plus, when you move to Total Wireless, you can get great deals on the latest phones and other devices, including hotspots, to keep you connected to what matters the most. Discover us at TotalWireless.com today. Total Wireless. Do amazing. A month equals 30 days. The 30-day cycle for shared data family plans begins on the day the first line or device is activated. Any lines or devices activated later in the first 30-day cycle will receive only the number of days remaining in that cycle. Savings claim excludes taxes, fees, auto pay discounts, and limited time pricing. Source competitor websites, 10-2020. Now back to Heather Dubrow's world. Um, and then Sunday, this was my, this was my weekend. So Sunday I took Coco to the ropes course. All right. So if you'll remember when I was in Canyon Ranch, I did that ropes course and Coco was like, Oh, take me, take me. So I found this ropes course called OC ropes course. It's in Anaheim. And I had been texting with the guy and there were no dates and a date open. I was like, all right, this is perfect. I'm going to go, you know, take Coco to this thing. So we go to this ropes course. And when we get there, it's like three levels. It's in the middle of this really pretty, actually like a trailer park. It was really pretty though, like nice pool and everything was really clean, nice. And there's this ropes course in the middle. So we get there and I park and we get out of there. And there's this boy who clearly like fell. I mean, it wasn't hurt. You know, you have all your tethers on everything, but he had fell off like the course and was like hanging there. And they were kind of doing a whole sort of rescue mission to get him down and the whole thing. But I will tell you that this guy, Sean, who runs this OC ropes course thing was so sweet to this kid. I mean, the kid was so upset when he came down and he was like, you know, crying and, and Sean went over to him and he was just like really quietly. He was like, But I mean, I could hear him. But he went over to me. He's like, "Buddy, you did great. You know, you're gonna come back later. Why don't you just go take a break? You just come back anytime. I'll put you back on the course." I mean, he was so sweet to this kid. And I thought, God, that totally changed this kid's um, experience because, you know, to have something happen like that and you're embarrassed and you come down, your parents are there and the whole thing, and just to have this guy come over and give him this great talk, it was incredibly sweet. So I was. Blown away by Sean. And then we were there with two other groups this family and then some friends. um, And there were some other kids there. And we did the course. And Coco, you know, Coco does this thing sometimes where I'm sure some of your kids do this too, but when she's nervous, she gets a little like she snaps. At me a little bit. And so I think she was nervous. Sometimes I forget how young she is. And Sean actually thought she was like 12 or 13 because she's tall. I forget she's 10. You know, a few months ago she was nine years old. Like I I forget. I, I don't know if it's because she's the fourth or whatever, but you know. So we so we go on the course, and um she wasn't being great to me. So we had to climb up this like rope. Uh what do you call that thing? Like a web, you know. And I go, where do you want to go? Do you want to go right or left? She's like, well, you go right. I'm going left. I'm like, all right. So we start on the course. I go right. She goes left. We end up meeting because now she's having fun. So now we end up meeting in one corner. She wants to go ahead of me. So she goes ahead of me and I'm behind her. And then there was this one little section that was incredibly difficult. I mean, like crazy difficult. And she did it and she kept falling and pulling herself back up. And it was challenging and Sean and this other guy that works with him, Christian, were talking her through it. And by the time she got up and went back to a safer spot, she was done. She was wearing a sweatshirt. She was overheated. She was crying. She was like, I want to come down. I want to come down. And Sean, like, stood under because we were up on a platform. And he stood underneath there. He was like, Coco, look at me. And he talked to her and it, like, just gave her the confidence. And then I got, I came up behind her and I felt her neck and I felt how hot she was. I go, let me take off your sweatshirt. Let's get you a little air here. And then we'll just keep going. And she was like, okay, okay. So I took off her sweatshirt. She got some air. She felt a little better. We went up to the second level, did that. There were actually three levels, but she was done by then. And by the way, so was I. I think I, this has been enough ropes courses for me. So anyway, so we get up to the second level and they had that thing that swing thing. So you remember when I was in Canyon Ranch, I didn't understand it was a dead drop. I thought it was a swing, but now I understand it's a dead drop before the swing. And I was like paralyzed. I was sitting on the platform. Oh, here's the other thing. So Christian is supposed to be up with me doing my tethers and everything so I can do the dead drop into the swing. Right. But he's with Coco, like two, two elements away, working with her and helping her, which I was so happy he was doing. But now I'm by myself and Sean on the ground is telling me how to tie up my tether and move the pulley and the thing so I can do the dead drop. I am terrified. And I go, Christian, you have to come check this. What if this is wrong? What if I fall? What if, what if this isn't tight enough? What if... And Sean's like, it's good. You did it right. It's fine. I was so terrified. I sat at the edge of the platform I'm not kidding, for like nine minutes sitting there. And this mom of the other family was so sweet. She's like, I'll film for you and send it to you on her phone. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then I'm sitting there and sitting there and I go, I have four kids. Like, I can't get hurt. Like, I can't die. I I have to, I was, I I can't believe I was paralyzed by fear. And I was looking back and Coco's looking at me and I'm like, oh. And finally I thought, okay. And I literally just launched myself off the platform. It was literally one of the most terrifying moments. I don't know why I got so scared, but I did it. And then he had, <laughs> Sean had a sprinkler set up. So you like do the dead drop into the swing and then through a sprinkler, sprinkler, like a baptism. I'm like, oh my God. It was just like, it was so crazy. I was so scared. I never want to do that again. And you know what I also don't ever want to do? bungee jump. I know that people like, there are some people that are thrill seekers that have things on their list. Like I want to jump out of an airplane. I want to bungee jump. I want to this and that. I'm terrified. I, I don't want to bungee jump. And I was, honestly, my neck hurt a little bit after doing the dead drop thing. I think I'm done with all that. But Max, uh, I think when she's 18, she wanted to go jump out of an airplane. I don't know. I'm just not sure. I mean, I think maybe if I had like an instructor attached to my back, is that how they do it still? And they were pulling the cord and I didn't have to do anything. Maybe, I don't know. But I'll tell you, like, I we've done that indoor skydiving. Oh, I don't think I did I ever do it or did just the kids do it? I think just the kids did it. I have seen pictures of people though, my age, in that indoor skydiving, and it is not attractive on the skin of the face at all. I'm not sure I really want a video like that. Anyway, not sure we're gonna do that. But we finished. And then Coco did the dead drop thing into the swing, the whole deal. And then it's funny because when it was over, when the whole thing was over, all of a sudden she was in a great mood. I, I again, I just, I think I forget how old she is sometimes. Um, Sean was so lovely to her. Came over, gave her a big high five, and said, "I want to see you back here." And da-da. he was great. I'm telling you, I was unbelievably impressed. Not sponsored, not anything. But if you want some kind of family. You know, bonding day, or you want to take one of your kids to something like this? It is a fun day. It is really cool, and Sean is a plus OC rope scores. Thank you, awesome. Um, and then on the way home, I was like, you know, are you hungry? Do you want a snack? So I did that thing where I did an easy off-on, you know, on the freeway, and um, and I was going to take her to Chick Fil A. Oh, we did talk about this yesterday. I remember. I'm, i t- I started to tell you guys a little bit with. With uh, Ryan Scott yesterday, but if you missed that part, I took. I ended up. I wanted to take her Chick Fil A, but it's closed on Sunday, so I ended up taking her to McDonald's. And she had never had McDonald's. She's ten years old. wasn't her favorite meal. Sorry to say, but it was kind of funny. Um, And then on the way home, we stopped at Trader Joe's because I wanted to get pineapples. Because as I was showing you my pineapple core yesterday, it's not a holiday weekend. If you don't have a drink and a pineapple, so. I, um, we stopped at Trader Joe's, we got pineapples and then I go, Oh, come with me to Williams-Sonoma. And she was like, why? I go, I don't want to tell you. And she's like, well, why why, why won't you tell me? I go, cause you're going to think it's stupid. And then you won't go with me. And she's like, no, 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 I want to know. And I go, okay. So they have chicken soup on the menu at Javier's. I mean, it's not on the menu. It's off the menu. But they have this chicken soup there that's phenomenal. It's like my favorite thing in the entire world. But they don't serve it on the menu. So they don't have like big, deep soup bowls. They only have these like little shallow soup bowls. So by the time it gets to you, it's cold. And I like my soup weirdly scalding hot. This is totally Amy Goldstein's fault from Syracuse, from Sigma Delta. Um, It's her fault because she used to eat all of her soup piping hot. I never really understood it. And then I tried it and now I I need it piping hot. So I like a deep bowl and I like lots of broth. So um, I went into Williams-Sonoma and I bought bowls and I wrote on the bottom, HD soup bowl. I love Javier's like that. And then Terry and I went into Javier's that night and I brought my soup bowls and they loved it. And I had my soup I took a picture for you guys. I'm going to post it. I took, I brought the bowl in and, you know, we go there like all the time. So, you know, no one's offended by this. They thought it was hilarious. And so I said, you can use my soup bowls for other people. Um, But here it is. Here's my soup bowl. And it was the best, 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 best soup ever. I'm just saying. This is Heather Dubrow's world. Hey, let's talk about the Tucson. Have you guys seen the new Hyundai Tucson? Well, Hyundai questioned everything to create the best Tucson ever. Every inch of the all new Tucson has been completely reimagined, resulting in an SUV loaded with all available innovations, both inside and out. From design to technology to safety every aspect of the new Tucson Hyundai has been improved upon. This SUV has been completely redesigned inside and out to create the best Tucson ever. Talk about technology. They've got that digital key that allows you to use your phone as a spare key. Love that. Plus the design is so cool. They have led daytime running lights that are stylishly hidden within the front grille, making them invisible when not in use. Plus a huge 10.25-inch full-touch infotainment screen. That's awesome. They've done it all. Go check out the new Tucson from Hyundai. Learn more at Hyundai.com. Now, back to Heather Dubrow's world. Um, then we did, I don't think I told you guys about Memorial Day. So Coco had friends over. I made the pineapples, which I showed you guys yesterday, um, Sprite and uh, Rainbow Sherbert for them with little umbrellas and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I needed to get the sherbet and all that. So I went, I got up, I went to Box House, I worked out, and then I went to Gelsitz. I know this is not relatable, although maybe some of you can relate to this if you've been ordering your groceries for the last year, but I haven't been to a supermarket in so long. I love the supermarket. It's so, it's just nice. Do you find, I mean, when you don't have to shop, meaning when you're not there and you've got an hour and you've got to get it all done and da-da-da-da, when you're just browsing and walking through and looking, isn't it kind of enjoyable to be in the supermarket? I kind of love it. So I was in there and... I was like, all right, what what's like the trash food that everyone would want? Terry's favorite thing, I know everyone thinks it's onion rings, but it's not. Um Terry's favorite food of all times is uh potato chips with onion dip. So and he likes, you know, the old school Lipton onion soup mix in the sour cream, I get the light sour cream. In the sour cream, just mix it up and he dips his chips in there. That is his favorite thing. So I did that. I got the salami, which I actually posted a little picture or video of and everyone's been asking about that. So I think I need to do, maybe I need to do a little recipe uh, of that. Do it, make a video, put it on YouTube so you guys can see it. It's so easy. It's so yummy too. And then I did crudités in dressing, chips and guac, my cored out pine- pineapples, Um, But it was like the whole day, it was like not a fabulous day. The weather was not great. Terry didn't, he turned on the pool heater, but he didn't turn up the thermostat. So it wasn't hot. Um, But, and Coco had two friends over. So basically all I did all day, I tried to like put on a bikini and like a cover up and get in the spirit. And then I very quickly like changed to sweats because it was cold. And I realized all I was doing all day was making things for everyone to eat and then cleaning them up. That was the entire day. But I'm so glad that Coco had so much fun with her friends and we did those water balloons that, you know, you, you put them on a spigot and it blows up like a gazillion of them at the same time. So easy. So we did that and I put all the water balloons in the trampoline so that they could go in there and have like a water balloon fight and jump on them and all that kind of stuff. And they were just like laughing and having a great time and, you know, 12 meals and 14 snacks later. Um, They just never stopped going. They were so cute. I love seeing that. But for me personally, I mean, honestly, that did make it worthwhile because I just, like I said, I love seeing her happy and listening to her laugh and having friends. But for me, it felt like, I don't know, boring, like a non-event, like not a holiday. I guess I usually throw a party on Memorial Day. And we didn't last year, obviously, because of the pandemic, but this year, I don't know. I just, I, it wasn't in the mood and I don't know. felt a little empty. The twins were off with their friends. Kat was off with her. Fr- the other three were gone. Terry went to the theater and, you know, did his own thing. I was just kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of boring. Gotta tell you, kind of boring. So I'm going to go the other way with July 4th. We're going to be in Idaho. So I'm just ma- trying to make sure it's like jam packed full of fun, fun things. So that's my next project. Okay. Well, in the news, so have you guys been reading about Naomi Osaka? So she's that tennis star and um she's been it's been like a big developing story all week because she won her first match in this tournament and she skipped the mandatory press conference so the organi- the organization fined her $15,000. And it's crazy, you know, when you first when I first started hearing about the story my knee-jerk reaction, not knowing anything um, about Naomi, honestly, was like, well, you know, I kind of understand that because they want, you know, it's part of the deal. Like you, when you're on a show, you do press, you know, when you know you're in a tournament, you do the press. But then when I started reading about her and understanding what she's going through. I was like, well, good for her. I love how she is taking care of her mental health. It it is too difficult for her to speak to the press. And I, I am just blown away by how she basically said, you know what, then I'm not going to play. And not in an F you spiteful kind of way, but in a, Hey, I need, and the statements she put out were really beautiful in a I need to take care of my mental health. And what I'd like to do is work with the organization and figure out a way that it really helps everyone so that, you know, the the players can, can do what feels right for them and and not anxiety producing and and taking care of themselves physically and mentally. And so that the press also gets what they like and what the organization needs to promote the sport. But I read someone had said something like, hey, if she had broken a leg and couldn't make it to the press, everyone go, yeah, okay. Well, you know what? We break all different parts of our body, mind, and soul, right? I loved that Venus Williams uh, backed her up and she was saying how she deals with it, uh, with the stress, uh, which I thought was really cool. I I love seeing everyone support each other and, and take care of each other and You know, I'm sending all wonderful wishes to Naomi Osaka, and I hope she gets back on the court really, really soon because she's so talented and amazing to watch, and I hope they find a way to make it work for her because they should. Uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines celebrating their 18th anniversary in Mexico, and I'm very proud of them that they took a trip alone without the five kids. This is amazing. Did you guys see the interview that they did with Oprah? Uh, it was pretty cool. You should go, go back and try to watch that. It was it was really interesting. Joanna was talking about how well she adapted to fame, and Chip just said he lost himself, and that's why they took a year off. But then, thankfully, you know, for them and for everyone who loves them so much, they were able to continue on with their brand. But I love that they took a step back and went, "Whoa, wait a minute! Like, let's figure this out. Let's figure out what's going on with me, what's going on with our family." I've talked about this before but you know we had a season when we were on Housewives where Terry and I were having we were fighting all the time and it just wasn't like us and we had to have sort of that come to Jesus moment where we sat down and and hashed things out and said what is best for us as a couple what is best for us as a family and then how do we move forward with that and so I'm so glad that they took care of themselves and that they were able to do it Okay, this, I'm so excited. Lance Bass and Michael Turchin are expecting Boy Girl Twins. I am so thrilled. I was texting with Lance yesterday. I said, welcome to the Boy Girl Twin Club. He said, we're going to need lots of advice. He's so cute. I'm so happy for them. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Michael is a boy, he's the boy and the boy girl twins in his family. So he gets the boy girl twin thing and how cool for him to now have boy girl twins. It was really like, I mean, for me, starting with that experience, uh, on my motherhood journey was exceptionally exciting and special. And the bond that they have is just amazing. And so I'm so, so happy for them. Um, I, I just love it. I know that, you know, they had a few, um, false starts and they had a miscarriage last year and, you know, so many things and, and the journey to parenthood is difficult in the best of situations. And so I'm just so excited that they are now pregnant and the surrogate's healthy and everything's going well. And I just can't wait. I can't wait to see what they name them. Um very, very excited for them. Uh, And, oh, did you guys see Selena Gomez and Britney Spears totally fangirl over each other? So cute. Selena Gomez posted this old video singing a Britney Spears song and uh, captioned the Instagram, the hustle was real. And then Britney commented on it saying, this is the most adorable thing I've ever seen. The post was watched 20 million times. I love it. I'm loving this trend of people supporting each other, and, uh, you know, I, seeing old shows come back, seeing um, performers reinvent themselves, seeing all these, this resurgence of, of love and community and all of this, it makes me so incredibly happy. And I think it's so fun when you see uh, performers, you know, excited for each other and the whole thing. Oh my God. Meanwhile, I, I think I forgot to tell you, but last, I was when I was in the the sauna, the um, infrared sauna last week, I didn't get to finish it, but I'm almost done with that Lady Gaga um, documentary. I have like 15 minutes left. It's so good. Oh my gosh. If you love Gaga, like I love Gaga, you got to go, you got to watch this. And finally for our hippest, hottest, newest today. All right. So I bought the Maybelline Sky High Mascara. So here's what it is. It's buildable length mascara with bamboo root, and you may have seen it because it went viral on TikTok uh, with 54 million views. One video showed a, showed a before and after, and it sold out four times. It has a lot of really great reviews. It's uh, you can find it at popular drugstores. You can get it on Amazon. It's called Maybelline Sky High Mascara. What I would tell you, what I would tell you is this: I liked it. I I liked it. I didn't think it was sky high. And for me, if you're going to buy, it's $9. I mean, it's a good price. It didn't seem dark enough to me or something. I, I liked it. But for me, if I'm going to buy a Maybelline mascara, I actually like the Great Lash better. That's the one that's in the pink and green jar. That one to me is better. And it's less, it's five bucks and it 84 cents. So, oh, and wait, I just found it. At, look, I just looked it up. I found it at Target for $4.79. Maybelline Great Lash. For me, I prefer it. I'm curious which one you guys like better. Do you like the Sky High or do you like the, the Great Lash? I like the Great Lash, just my opinion, but there you go. That's hip hottest, newest for the day. So today on the show, we um, our guest is Eve Luis Prieto and she's from Headspace. Now, look, We are all trying to get something in our lives with meditating and relaxing and calming, whether it's for ourselves, our partner, our kids. So I wanted to bring Eve on and talk about this. And let's like really all figure out how we're going to incorporate this into our lives. This was really great for Coco. This was like one of the things that really helped her start going to sleep at night and calming herself down. So um, I'm really excited she's here. Okay. Stay tuned because Eve Lewis, the Director of Meditation and Mindfulness Teacher at Headspace is coming up next. This is Heather Dubrow's World. Well, thank goodness the kids are finally back in school, but you know what that means? More laundry. I got uniforms. I got PE clothes. I've got after-school clothes. I've got sports outfits. I've got cleats and socks. And guess what? They stink. Kids stink. What is that? They stink. Especially the boys, not going to lie. What do I need? I need OxyClean. Because OxyClean Odor Blasters is a laundry booster specifically formulated to work on all of your stinky, smelly laundry. Oh my gosh, what it does is it rids your clothes, linens, and laundry of stubborn smells and stains, returning them to clean fresh smelling state again. Oh my gosh, you guys, are your kids back in school? Can you believe how much laundry we do? It's crazy. One kid is like 10. I have four. It's like 20. I have no idea how it just piles up and it stinks. Do you have everyday stink concerns? I mean, maybe for you, it's workout clothes, pet stains, laundry odors, the sports clothes, Coco plays softball now. It's disgusting. But guess what? OxyClean Odor Blasters does the trick. So go work your magic with OxyClean Odor Blasters and save. Visit OxyCleanCoupons.com now where a coupon is waiting just for you. Now back to Heather Dubrow's world. Please welcome Eve Lewis, Director of Meditation and Mindfulness Teacher at Headspace. Welcome. Hi, Heather. Hello. Hello. It's so nice to be here. Oh, I'm Thanks so happy. To, oh, I'm so happy to have you here. I mean, honestly, Headspace saved Coco, my youngest daughter. But I, you know, I was really curious to have you on the show because I, I feel like there's so many myths and misconceptions about meditation and sleep and all this stuff. And I know I have so many girlfriends that are like, I tried it, it doesn't work, I can't meditate, I'm too I, my head, whatever. So I thought we could kind of like debunk a bunch of this stuff. And, you know, figure out how to help each other do better at this. So why don't we start with sleep? Like, is there good sleep? Is there bad sleep or getting too much sleep? What's the deal? Oh, yes.
1: Well, I mean, sleep's universal, right? We all need sleep to function. It's a, a core component of our health and our happiness. And I think for a lot of us, we maybe don't get the sleep that we actually or the restful sleep that we need which can make daily life a little bit troublesome and difficult but in terms of good or bad sleep um that's a it's a a difficult question really because i think it really comes down to what are we doing in the day that is helping us sleep at night and in terms of or how well we sleep at night and there's a couple of things there Uh, you may have experienced um, this yourself when you've had a really, really, really busy day. There's like a million things happening, going on, you're juggling 25 plates plus all the other things that you have on in your life. And then you come to go to bed at night and sleep just feels really, really far away. Yeah. Uh, and even though we turn out the lights, we get into bed and we think, right, we, we almost sometimes take sleep for granted. Uh, And the reason for that is we haven't been able to build any space in our day. Any time to put just a little bit of pause, a little bit of time to give the mind and the body a moment to, to actually wind down and get to sleep, which is often, and I've experienced this myself, where you then wake up multiple times in the night because the mind is still very active. And the other thing that's in play here, which can cause the perhaps bad side of sleep, is that if we're going to bed with heightened levels of, or feeling heightened levels of stress, that's actually completely counterintuitive to sleep, because stress is actually designed to keep us awake. Um, a bunch of hormones gets released into the body, things like cortisol, adrenaline, which are supposed to keep you awake. So, you know, and, and the time it takes for the body to actually go back to you know, homeostasis, a, a regular, a normal pattern can be about 20 or 30 minutes. So if you're getting into bed, feeling those feelings and you keep fueling them with more thinking, with more thoughts, those levels of stress are just going to stay up.
0: Oh, that's uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> but so, then, you, so you believe in taking breaks during the day? Cause you know, it's funny because I think about, I want to talk about like our nighttime routines, but during the day, you know, my watch now tells me every couple of hours to breathe. And that sounds so dumb, but it's such a, I look at it and I go, oh, right. And I'll like breathe for a couple of minutes. Or, you know, I just bought this new face steamer and it's like, there's a 15 minute timer on it. And that's like, there's the 15 minutes, a couple of times a week that I'm breathing and have to sit still and yeah. all of that, but I, so do you think that those daytime breaks are really important? Yes,
1: a hundred percent. And it, it doesn't just have to be, uh, you know, in in sitting and meditation. Obviously, that is uh, a really helpful way for us to cultivate more mindfulness and more bringing more mindful breaks into our day. But like you just said, pausing and taking a few breaths we take we take breathing for granted because. Yeah. I mean, we just breathe all the time, but very often (laughs) we're, well, I hope we're breathing all the time, Uh, but you know, when, particularly when we're feeling very tense and tight, we're breathing up here and a lot of tension and tightness, you know, up in the chest. Uh, And sometimes we have to remind ourselves to take some oxygen in to actually get the blood flowing through the body again. And so those, those moments to pause, whether it's, doing a quick breathing exercise, whether it's taking a walk outside, you know, so much, so many of us are still working at home. I actually set reminders in my calendar to get up and walk, walk about um, so that when I get to the end of my day, I haven't, I'm not sort of stuck in this rigid position, uh, you know, in front of my computer and it makes a massive difference. And the thing is, these are small things that can make a big, big difference.
0: Yeah. I I mean, again, like not to like promote my watch, but like, it's the same thing. Like they tell you to stand every so often or to breathe. I love that setting an alert on your calendar. I think that is so smart to just give you that little ping, like, Hey, get up, walk around because it is amazing. I'm an active person, but it's crazy how many times I get the alert that I haven't moved.
1: Yeah. And it's really increased this past year. You know, so many of us have been at home and obviously things are changing, which is great, but our mobility and our movement has, has been pretty on the low side. And so having those little reminders uh, to just stretch and move and breathe can really make a, a good difference. And, and also to just step back uh, so often where we get so caught up in everything that's happening around us, the to-do list, the nags from family, the shopping, the groceries. I mean, you name it. There's so many things about life that cause us some stress. But if we can just step back and just look at it from a slightly different perspective, often it isn't the event itself that's causing the issue. It's how we're reacting and, and behaving with it that's the problem. And then we take that to bed with us uh, and we ruminate and we think over and over of the things that we maybe haven't done. And That's where the tension comes in, uh, where we, we aren't getting the restful sleep that we, we need.
0: And so what are your, give me like the top three tips and tricks for getting that mindful, good sleep. Well, the first
1: is, yeah, really looking at what are we doing in our day? And I'm, I'm not here saying you need to completely reinvent your day. So it's filled with all this space and time, because that's just not realistic. Life's busy. Most of us work we have a lot of responsibility. So it's really thinking about what can I do to help and support myself in the day? So we talk through some of those, perhaps trying some meditations and walks, exercise, uh, spending you know, joyful, playful time with, with family and things. But as it, as, it, as it gets closer to bedtime, something that I, I really swear by and is, has helped me so much is putting that break between end of the day and bedtime. And for mm-hmm. me, it's about half an hour. So I I have my own little wind down ritual that I do. Uh, And some of it is obviously, you know, washing my face, you know, getting ready in my pajamas. I do some stretches um, and then I just do some light breathing exercises. Uh, And for me, that really helps me to just I'm I'm signaling to my body by taking some deep breaths that things are calm. I'm okay, and, And it really, really helps me to settle in into bed. And then the the other thing is, is just thinking about your use of technology before bed. Uh, Now, again, it's not that the problem isn't our technology, it's how we use it. So if you notice that you're sending emails right before you go to sleep, and you're responding to messages and you're on social media, that's probably going to activate the part of your brain, you know, dopamine will be released, the reward system in the brain. It could make you feel a bit stressed. So just thinking about those things that you're doing right before bed um, is, is helpful. And technology is that, that place that can cause a bit of tension.
0: It's so it's fascinating to me that we spend so much time with our kids, you know, devising these sleep routines for them because we understand that that's how children wind down. So when they're super young, you know, you they have a bottle or you give them a little massage, their PJs go on, you swaddle them and they put on the white noise machine, like whatever it is, it's like, there's the routine. And somewhere along the way, <laughs> we lose the routine. And I, cause I, I mean, and I'm hearing you and I agree with everything you're saying, but I feel like I have to get better. And I think most of us have to get better at that that wind down routine and get our own, bodies to recognize that it's time and what does that mean to us individually yeah
1: totally and you just you explained it so so well there you know we recognize these are things that are helpful to us uh and but they're not always you know easy to do especially if you have you know a child who maybe doesn't want to go to bed or doesn't want to you know go to sleep when we wanted to go to sleep yeah. all these things make you know the, the ingredients of life are sometimes really messy and it's not gonna be this perfect scenario all the time. Like it just isn't. And so I think it's more about how do we recognize those moments? And it could just be a few moments, like what do I need in this moment? After, you know, the kids have settled and we have maybe five or 10 minutes for ourselves. And like I said, it, it isn't about reinventing and having to have all this extra time. It's, it's actually just taking a moment to step back. And go, do you know what would help me right now? is maybe if I just took a quick shower and just washed off the day. I sometimes do that. If I'm really busy and my mind's worrying. I'll just have a shower and something about the warm water.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and it's often actually when I'm in the shower, I'll have an idea about something that, you know, I've been thinking about for a while and it will just come to me because I'm giving myself that moment of just pause and, and clarity. Uh, so it's it's really about listening to, to our bodies and doing what we can when we can in the moment. And sometimes it'll be small and sometimes we'll be able to give ourselves a little bit more nourishment.
0: And uh, yeah, let's talk about meditation because I think a lot of people, when they hear the word meditation, it's a turnoff or it's like, oh, that's going to take too long. I don't have time for that or I'm not all woo-woo or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. But I think we all do some form of meditation, whether we realize it or not. Because even just you know, sometimes sitting in your car and having a, like, I know sometimes sitting in my car on carpool line, I will just close my eyes and have a few minutes. And that's meditation people.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're right. Meditation has a lot of labels and a lot of, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll put myself in, in that camp. I started meditating about 10 years ago now, and it took a good friend of mine, a few attempts to say, look, I think this might help you. I was experiencing a lot of stress and anxiety in my life and it was having a significant impact on my sleep and my health. I actually woke up one day with this awful rash you know all over my hands and my my face it was my body's way of saying just stop Uh, you know I I really let it impact me but I was like no 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 meditation is not for me I, I really associated it with being you know, deeply spiritual and religious, and I was like, that's not what I need right now. Doesn't she understand me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and actually, you know, when things got a bit worse and I, I realized that what I was doing just wasn't helping and I gave it a go, uh, all of those labels that I placed on it, I was like, wow, it, it really isn't those things. It's actually about pausing, breathing, being still, doing nothing when do we do nothing and it doesn't have to be for hours on end my first session was 10 minutes that was it uh and I still sometimes if I'm having a busy day I'll just do my 10 minutes in the morning over the years I've obviously increased my my practice and what do you do now I do between 20 and 45 minutes depending on the day but this is this has come over many years and in my training and, and things so I'm not saying to people that they need to start with that absolutely not you really can start with as little as five minutes three minutes you know we have meditations on the headspace app that are are three minutes long yeah Uh, and actually it's you said yourself taking an opportunity in the car pausing dropping into the moment perhaps focusing on your breath or the different points of contact in your body that's a mini meditation yeah Uh, and it's really looking for those moments that we can just drop into the present moment. That's really what we're doing when we meditate. We're training the mind to actually come back into the present. So often we're way off in the future or, you know, stuck in a past that we wish we could change. And and we miss so much about what's happening right in front of us. And a lot of what's happening in front of us is the mundane, it's the commitments, the family responsibilities, but we're, we're very often not present even for those things. life just passes us by uh and so if if yeah if we can make those little moments to just drop in going to drop into this moment now how am i feeling what's around for me right now we start to develop that awareness of what is happening in the mind what's happening in the body you know stress is a very physical thing you know we feel it in the body but we often disconnect the two and really what's happening in the mind is influencing what's happening in the body and vice versa. So you're really building that awareness of of the interconnectedness of, of the
0: two. Uh, I feel yeah. calm just listening to you. You have a very calming voice. <laughs> how <laughs> oh, did you, you how did you get involved with Headspace? Oh
1: lovely question. So actually it was through starting my meditation journey. So Headspace, I think it just launched. We had our first or well, the first version of the app. And as I said, my journey into meditation, I was a little bit hesitant. Uh, anyway, I'd, I'd gone to a, a, an in-person class uh, with a friend uh, and, you know, it sparked my, piqued my interest. I was like, this is not what I thought it was. I want more. And a friend sent me this article, I think it was in the Guardian in the UK, uh, and it was about Headspace. Uh, and it was, you know, Headspace, this new meditation app. No one had ever heard of a meditation app. I think we we were the first meditation app. And so I gave it a go, and uh, I remember hearing Andy, thinking, "Gosh, he just sounds like a friend guiding oh, me." Like and- Andy, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: exactly. And anyway, I, I worked in advertising. Uh, I was very stressed. Uh, a lot of things in my life were were going really, really badly a lot of things in my family, my father had been ill. There was just a lot about life that was very difficult. Uh, and I started meditating and, you know, those things didn't necessarily change, but my relationship, and my perspective to them shifted and things started to feel a bit more balanced. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't want to work in advertising anymore. It's not making me happy. And this happened over a period of a few months. Yeah. Um, it didn't just happen, you know, in one day. And I actually decided I was going to go and train as a Pilates teacher. I'd always been really interested in movement and exercise. And so I yeah, handed my notice in. I'd signed up for this course. And I happened to be having a conversation with one of my best friends. And she was just asking me what I was going to do. And we, you know, we were just chatting away. And I said, you know, but I, I'd love to work for someone like Headspace. You know, it's helped me so much. And I love what they're doing. And it turns out that she used to work with Rich Pearson. Uh, and let's just say I never did my Pilates training.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that cool though? I love that you were able to pivot your life like that. I think life is so short and I, I get a lot of, uh, you know, messages from people saying, you know, is it too late for me to go in this new direction? The answer is always no, do what makes you happy.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, we're brought up to, you know society tells us that we should be doing a certain thing at a certain time at a certain age Uh, and you know ultimately you know as you said we get one life and life is a journey and there's going to be a multitude of twists and turns and ups and downs and I, I would definitely advocate that you're never too old to to make a change of course change comes with some conflict and some challenge and it's not always going to be easy but Yeah, I never in a million, million years, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, would I have trained as a teacher and be working at a meditation company? I probably would have said, you're crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But look, at you found this passion for something. And, you know, that's what. when I talk to my kids, I always say, like, you know, don't worry about, you know, how much money something a certain job is going to make or, you know, I go find your passion, find what makes you happy, and then you'll figure it out from there and start walking down that path.
1: Yeah, definitely. And there's, a, there's actually a lot of research now on, you know, the fact that money does not lead to happiness. Obviously, it helps. <laughs> it gives a sense of security, of course. It doesn't suck. Um, it doesn't suck. Of, <laughs> of course, you know, the, the happiness lies within. And uh, a lot of that comes from, you know, our, what we do, what we're passionate about, what we enjoy, what brings us playfulness uh, and, and what we care about. Uh, but obviously we also, we also have to work, you know, so it, it's that balance, you know, you, you it's not, it's not always a, a, an easy ride, you know, my starting out in life, definitely, you know, I was a waitress, <laughs> so, uh, you know, we all have some humble beginnings.
0: Yeah. Um, tell me about the new show. the
1: new Netflix <sighs> Yes, show. The Headspace Guide to Sleep. Oh, it was, it was so fun making it. And it's an area I'm really passionate about because sleep was the main reason that I tried meditation in the first place.
0: It's an Uh, animated show, right? It is,
1: yes. So it is the second uh, part in a three-part series. So the first one was Headspace Guide to Meditation, which came out on January first, which um, Andy has uh, beautifully guided and narrated, which is also animated. And the Headspace Guide to Sleep is a seven-part episode, and it really dives into the science behind sleep in a big, big way. Uh, and it, it's, we have a, a huge section on sleep in the Headspace app, and it's it's seen re- a huge amount of popularity, not just this past year, but but since we launched, because, as I said before, sleep is universal, we all need it, and it's essential for our health and our happiness. But the show really allowed us to dive deep into, as I said, a lot of the science behind sleep, the myths behind sleep, our relationship to sleep, like we all have a different view on what makes a good night's sleep, what sleep we need, how much do we need? What happens if we wake up in the night? How do we do those wind downs? Sleeping pills, dreams, insomnia, you know, it covers everything. Uh, and what's really, really cool about the show, which I was just so happy they included, is that each episode ends with a wind down exercise. So it really puts into practice a lot about what I talk about in the show. So the set, yeah, seven episodes, and each one covers a particular relationship we have with sleep. So there's one on stress, there's one on our devices, technology, um, the sleep myth. So you ask the question like, How many hours of sleep do I need a night? It turns out that eight isn't necessarily the magic number.
0: No, I mean, my husband sometimes goes through a period of time where he has four hours of sleep a night and he's fresh. I think yeah. it's different for everyone, it's totally different for everyone. And it actually
1: changes over a lifetime. Yeah. So how much sleep, you know, when we're kids and babies, we, we need a lot of sleep. Um, but as we get older that, and you know, illness and health and things can obviously pay a part in it, but how much sleep uh, we, we, we need and get, that varies a lot. And it's also, I've got a friend who thrives on five hours of sleep a night and she always has. And I'm like, that's, Amazing. And I'm very jealous, but I yeah. don't know how you do it.
0: Give me one of the, one of the wind down exercises. Take me through it. Okay. Right.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> I would uh, encourage you to get into a, you know, a comfortable position. So each of the exercises really, uh, yeah, it helps to embody that sense of, of winding down. So whether you are sitting in a chair or, you know, Obviously, you could lie down, but I, I see you're sitting in a, in a chair and <laughs> I hopefully aren't going to send you to sleep. <laughs> um, but we, we would start with some 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 breathing exercises, just regulating the, the breathing and also deep breathing signals to uh, the part of our body, the sort of calming centers of our body that we're safe, there's no threats uh, and that we can relax. Um, like I said when we experience stress the breathing's up here so we want to get it back in the belly Uh, and then we might do a little visualization exercise where we walk back from the start of the day almost like a a picture show of the whole day in just in about 20 segments and really what that's doing is just helping you go from the start of the day, all the events that happened, right into the present moment. So we're not holding on to things that have happened in the day. We're we're actually just focusing on the body in this moment, uh, and so that we can then get settled into to the wind down exercise, which would either be um, a switching off exercise. So we go through kind of like a body scan. So I would guide you through each part of the body switching off the muscles, switching off the different parts of the toes, the feet, the legs, the hands, the arms. And um, all the while, just staying a bit present with the breath. But you're really allowing the body to rest. Uh, and, you know, thoughts are still going to arise. Feelings are still going to come up. But each time, just coming back to the body, coming back into each moment. And so that when you get to the top of your head, hopefully the whole body is nice and relaxed nice and calm and sleep will come about a little bit easier.
0: I love that. That's so good. I remember doing that. Remember being at a sleepover party and you'd play like light as a feather, stiff as a board. Did you do that in England? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But that's what you would do. That's so funny is that you would, one person would like be the leader and all you'd all be lying there and they'd go start with your toes Mm -hmm. and start, but an amazing thing. That's such a great Tip. I love that. That's awesome.
1: It's also really great for kids as well, you know, like so often we 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 aren't in our bodies and we carry a lot of restlessness. And kids especially carry, you know, excitement and they don't want to go to bed. And it's a great way to actually just connect with the body, you know, the physical body, which we often are just not in. We're very often just
0: in the mind. I love that. That's brilliant. I, you know, I'm a big fan of Headspace and I I think it's a really great way for people to sort of ingest being mindful and relaxation and meditation and all this. So I think it's great. I've loved having you here. I'm so glad that you could come by. Would you tell everyone how to find you on social media and how to find um, the app? Yes, definitely,
1: and I just say thank you, Heather, for, for having me on the show. I've loved this conversation, and, and thank you so much for being a, a support to, to Headspace. Yeah, of and for those that want to find out more, you can download the free Headspace app, and we've got a multitude of free exercises of mindful, you know, wind downs, sleep. Uh, Exercises and meditations, all to help you get a restful night's sleep. You can also check out the Headspace guide to sleep on Netflix, which I would really, really recommend doing. And if you'd like to follow me, I'm uh, e- meditate with Eve on Instagram, where I. In fact, I'll just say that again because I slightly fluffed. <laughs> I was like, my Instagram is. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so to follow me on Instagram go to Meditate with Eve and there you'll find a lot of little mini meditations that I'll often do each week. So you can join along for those. And as I said, check out the Headspace app as we have so many wonderful resources uh, and exercises there to help you lead a healthier and happier life.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much, Heather. Really enjoyed the conversation.
0: Well, that was very relaxing. Isn't her voice calming? Yeah. I really liked that. I might need a nap right now, but that's okay. Um, Okay guys. Well, I hope that you enjoyed the show. I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Um, It's our wedding anniversary this weekend. So we'll hopefully that'll all go well. Um, I know it's me. I'm hormonal. I don't know. Okay. So Don't forget to go to um, iTunes and leave us a five-star review and say what you love about Heather Dubrow's World. We're going to be doing another giveaway soon, so stay tuned for that. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to Heather Dubrow's World. Download new episodes every Thursday and Friday on Podcast One, the Podcast One app or Apple Podcasts, and please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave a lovely five-star rating. Go to Apple Podcasts and say how much you love Heather Dubrow's World. See you next week. This episode of Heather Dubrow's World was brought to you by Hyundai. Check out the new 2022 Tucson at Hyundai.com.